Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. J-Bone here, and I've got everything you need to know before you watch the 2023 Dutch Grand Prix. J-Bone! Dutch Grand Prix weekend begins on Friday, August 25th with free practices one and two. Free practice three and qualifying are on Saturday, August 26th with qualifying taking place at 8 a.m. Central Time, which is 1 p.m. UTC. And the Grand Prix is on Sunday, August 27th at 8 a.m. Central Time, which is 1 p.m. UTC. The Dutch Grand Prix takes place in Zandvoort, Netherlands at Circuit Zandvoort, which was opened on August 7th, 1948, meaning the circuit just celebrated its 75th anniversary earlier this month. Zandvoort translates from Dutch to English as Sandford, a name the area received long ago because it is very sandy due to its presence on Netherlands' North Sea coastline. Zandvoort's sandy beaches and location just 25 minutes away from Amsterdam are the reason that it is one of Netherlands' most popular holiday and resort destinations, but its eponymous sand is not just reserved for the beach. Zandvoort's topography features a ton of sand dunes that extend inland from the coast, and these Zandvoort sand dunes are the most prominent and recognizable feature of Circuit Zandvoort as the circuit weaves through, around, and across them to create one of F1's most visually unique circuits. When they're racing at Zandvoort, F1 drivers essentially are spending all day in the sand, just like me when I play golf. Ball golf, by the way, not disc golf. I never found myself in hazards on the disc golf course because I am incredible at disc golf. And guess what? Because I, J-Bone, am a consummate professional, I'm about to tie golf back into this Zandvoort discussion. How? You may ask, when you look at this aerial view of the Dutch Grand Prix's circuit Zandvoort, you'll notice something very interesting about turn eight. There's a golf hole and driving range pointed directly at it. Now, my first thought was that this seems like a massive safety issue, considering most people who play golf stink at it, and half the people who go to driving ranges are just trying to hit their golf ball over the back wall to prove to themselves and everyone else at the driving range that they are strong, tough, and cool. If you're wondering, the other half are trying to hit the person driving the tractor that's out picking up balls. This golf facility being where it is could easily result in a golf ball flying out onto the circuit and potentially hitting a driver, which is obviously not ideal for said driver or for the golfer out-of-bounds shots can kill otherwise good rounds, you know. As an esteemed F1 journalist, I decided to look into this potential hazard, and to my relief, I discovered that the golf facility next to Zandvoort, which is called The Dunes, is in fact closed for the F1 race weekend, presumably for all the reasons I just stated, but you have to wonder if they decided to close because they knew that esteemed F1 journalist J-Bone was going to find out and then force them to close anyways through the Dutch court system. Just something to consider. Not sure if that's why they did it, but either way, the drivers should thank me. Next up, let's check in with my producer and brother, Producer Jeff, who is currently on the Formula Bone pit wall at Zandvoort. Producer Jeff, radio check. <coughs> 
J-Bone, I'm here at Zanbort, and there's so many orange flares that I can't breathe or really see anything. <coughs> but I'm just going to assume Max Verstappen wins. Ah! Oh! By the way, I'm trying to hit 2,500 likes on this YouTube video. If you could please toss me a like, one like equals one J-Bone. J-Bone, 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 J-Bone. To help you get better acquainted with the Dutch Grand Prix, here are three Dutch Grand Prix fun facts. Fact one, the Dutch Grand Prix's circuit Zandvoort is the actual shortest circuit on the Formula One calendar. By that, I mean it's the shortest F1 circuit at which drivers complete F1's mandated 305 kilometer minimum race distance, measuring in at just 4.259 kilometers in length. The circuit de Monaco is technically shorter than Zandvoort, coming in at 3.337 kilometers long, but Monaco is not run to Formula One's full 305 kilometer minimum race distance, as that would cause it to go over F1's two hour time limit since cars go so slowly there. Thus, F1 gave Monaco a historical exemption and the Monaco Grand Prix is only run to a 260.286 kilometer race distance, which means it's not a real F1 circuit, which is something all of us have known for quite some time. Fact two, Circuit Zandvoort features two banked corners Turn 3 Hugenholtz and Turn 14 Ari Lewendijk, which measure in at around 18 degrees of banking each that is twice as steep as the 9 degree banking at Indianapolis Motor Speedway and is the steepest banking used in Formula 1 today. It's also the fourth steepest banking ever used in the history of Formula 1 behind the former 20 degree banking at the Nordschleife, 36 degree banking at Monza, and absurd 43 degree banking at Avus. By the way, I have a video coming soon that talks about Avus and some other weird F1 circuits, so make sure to hit subscribe so that you can see that right when it comes out. In fact, three, despite the fact that no Dutch Grand Prix was held from 1986 through 2020, the Dutch Grand Prix is still one of Formula One's most historic races as it became just the 10th different Grand Prix in Formula One history when it premiered on the schedule of the 1952 Formula One season, which was Formula One's third season. For tire compounds at the 2023 Dutch Grand Prix, Pirelli have opted for a hard compound range, the C1 hards, C2 mediums, and C3 softs. Pirelli Motorsport Director Mario Isola had this to say about their choice. The Dutch Grand Prix takes place in Zandvoort, one of the most traditionally demanding tracks on the calendar that returned to the Formula One schedule three years ago on the wave of all the local support for Max Verstappen, who repaid his fans amply with a pair of victories from the last two races. It's a very twisty track with two banked corners, turn three and turn 14, that are steeper than Indianapolis by way of comparison. On corners like this, the stress on the tires is greater than it would be through normal corners as the vertical forces increase with the much higher speeds due to the banking. We've brought the same tires as 2022, at least as far as the names are concerned, C1, C2, and C3. However, the current C1 is actually a new compound for this year, positioned between the C2 and the previous C1, which is now called the C0. Last year, in a race that was characterized by two neutralizations, no fewer than 14 drivers, including the top three, used all three compounds, underlining the wide variety of options available to the strategists on the pit wall. Formula Bone is sponsored by Bird Dogs, who make the best shorts and pants you will ever try on that I literally wear at least four days per week because they are the most comfortable leg garments in existence today. My favorite things about bird dogs are as follows. Number one, they come with underwear already built into them, so when you want to get dressed quickly, you just put on your bird dogs and boom, you're good to go. 
Number two, they come in a bunch of different styles and colorways. And three, they legitimately are the most comfortable things you can wear on your legs, okay? It feels like you're wearing nothing, except you are, which is good, because then you can actually go out in public, which you can't do if you're wearing nothing, and then everyone can see how awesome your bird dogs are also. You need to be wearing bird dogs, and I've got you covered with a special deal, so don't worry, folks. Go to birddogs.com slash bone or enter promo code bone on birddogs.com for this free white tech hat with your order. Not this one. This one's mine, jerks. You can't have it, okay? This is mine. But you can get one just like it. It's an awesome hat made out of this lightweight tech material that feels great and is perfect for sports, going out on the boat, or just protecting your scalp from the sun. That's birddogs.com slash bone and enter promo code bone to get this free white tech hat with your order of the best shorts and pants on planet Earth. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you, I'm wearing mine. They're great. Next up, here are your storylines to follow for the 2023 Dutch Grand Prix. Your first storyline, Max Verstappen is about to tie Formula One's most famous record. If Max Verstappen wins this weekend's Dutch Grand Prix at Zandvoort, He'll tie Sebastian Vettel's 2013 record for the most consecutive races won at nine in a row, having won every single F1 Grand Prix since the Miami Grand Prix back in early May. With the F1 cost cap now in place, many people thought Sebastian Vettel's record might never be matched, yet here we are, folks. To make matters even more insane, Max Verstappen is Dutch, and thus his chance to tie Formula One's most famous record is coming at his home Grand Prix, which will feature tens of thousands of diehard orange-clad and probably orange-flare-clad Dutch fans cheering him on at what will surely be one of the rowdiest F1 race atmospheres in the history of F1 race atmospheres. Not only is Max Verstappen undefeated through his last eight races, he's also undefeated at Zandvoort in his Formula One career, having won each of the last two Dutch Grand Prix. So I, J-Bone, fully expect Max to rise to the occasion and pull off the record-tying victory at what will be one of the most high-pressure races of his Formula One career. And if he manages to do that, you have to love his chances at breaking Sebastian Vettel's record at the Italian Grand Prix at Monza next weekend. Your second storyline. It's time to find out if McLaren F1 team are the real deal or not. After a very disappointing start to the 2023 Formula 1 season, McLaren have had one of the most remarkable mid-season turnarounds in F1 history. Through the season's first eight races, McLaren drivers' combined average finishing position was between P13 and P14, and their two drivers, Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri, had combined for just five points finishes, which resulted in just 17 points. After the Canadian Grand Prix, McLaren were sitting in a very distant sixth place in the World Constructors' Championship with little hope. Then came their upgrades, which can only be described as a magic bullet that instantly, and I mean instantly, propelled them to glory. Since adding their upgrades, which started on just Lando Norris's car in Austria and then were added to both cars for Great Britain, McLaren have been Formula One's second best team behind Red Bull, earning 86 points through the last four races and two sprint races, and improving their average finishing position from below P13 through the season's first eight races to between P7 and P8 through the last four races and two sprint races, and that is even including such non-representative results as Oscar DNFing after getting a yeeted into the barrier by Carlos Sainz in Belgium, as well as Oscar's results in Austria from before he even got the upgrade package. The reason none of us can be sure whether or not McLaren are the real deal or not yet is because they took a pretty decently sized step backward at the most recent Grand Prix in Belgium. 
Despite a great showing in the sprint race in which Piastri finished on the podium and Lando finished P6, the McLarens only managed to finish P7 and DNF during the Grand Prix, which was a real heat check for them given the run of form that they were on. If McLaren can bounce back from the heat check like nothing happened this weekend, then they're the real deal, folks, and I cannot wait to see if that's the case. Your third storyline, what's going on with Aston Martin F1 team? And what feels like the blink of an eye? Aston Martin went from having Formula One's clear-cut second-best car behind only Red Bull to what very well may be Formula One's fifth-fastest car behind Red Bull, McLaren, Mercedes, and Ferrari. For much of the season, Aston Martin were P2 in the World Constructors' Championship, with their top driver, Fernando Alonso, also being P2 in the World Drivers' Championship. And now, it's very much looking like after this weekend's Dutch Grand Prix, Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso will be dropping down to P4 in both the World Constructors' and Drivers' Championships. So, what is going on here? Well, it's two main things. First, Aston Martin are getting absolutely obliterated in the mid-season development department by McLaren, Mercedes, and Ferrari, all of whom have gained significant ground on Aston Martin by way of adding upgrades to their cars. It certainly doesn't help that the Aston Martin car's biggest weakness, drag, is one of the harder things that you can solve by way of upgrades. Second, Aston Martin employ Lance Stroll as their second driver because he is their billionaire team owner's son, and he's having an awful season. Adjusted for both the amount of points scored and the difference in World Drivers' Championship position, the gap between Fernando Alonso and Lance Stroll is the most egregious on the grid, with Fernando Alonso currently being six positions and 102 points ahead of Stroll in the World Drivers' Championship. Not great, folks. Not great for the billionaire son. If Stroll carried his weight a bit more through the first half of the season, Aston Martin would have a lot more breathing room that they could have used to get their car right in time to defend against the surging Mercedes and Ferrari teams in the World Constructors Championship. But alas, instead of doing that, Lance Stroll decided to Lance Stroll. We all got Stroll. But there's still hope, Aston Martin fans, as Aston Martin have announced they'll be continuing to add upgrades to their car starting this weekend in Zambort. And also, you have Fernando Alonso, okay? As long as you got Fernando Alonso, anything is possible. And your final storyline, oh, Daniel Ricardo. There's not much to this storyline. I'm just intensely following Daniel Ricardo's 2023 F1 journey as I really want to see him start finishing in the points and thus be in contention for Checo's Red Bull seat as that would result in chaos and drama, both of which I enjoy deeply. Now, you know what I think you will enjoy deeply? It's the awesome F1-inspired merch that I sell on the Formula Bone Shop. Give my collection a browse through the link in the description and see if there's anything you like, such as this Goatipi shirt. How about, how about this Pain F1 Team shirt? You got that? You got that there? Ooh, how about this one? This is a good one. This is a, my two favorite drivers are Fernando Alonso. I love this one. Great. Jebon! Check it out. Please buy my merch. I need you to buy my merch. Now the moment you've all been waiting for here are my three bona fide race predictions for the 2023 Dutch Grand Prix. My first race prediction is that Max Verstappen will tie the record for the most consecutive Formula One wins at his home Grand Prix in Zandvoort. Now, you may recall that I actually banned myself from predicting any Max Verstappen victories this season, as they are too obvious, which is why I found this great loophole where instead of predicting him to win, I predict him to break the record for most wins, or tie the record, I guess, not break. Getting ahead of myself here. He's going to break the record, though, folks. Just get that in your head, okay? Mentally... 
This will be Max's toughest race of the season, as not only will he be coming off some time away from the sport, but he'll also be trying to put on a show for his home fans and tie one of Formula One's most famous records all at the same time. But because he's Max Verstappen, I think he does it. And then I think he goes on to break it at the Italian Grand Prix. My second race prediction is that the podium will consist of three different constructors at the Dutch Grand Prix. Because Zandvoort features so many racing laps and is also very tough on tires due to its banked corners, I expect numerous teams to split tire strategies among their drivers to improve their odds of getting at least one driver's tire strategy spot on. Due to this, how close Ferrari, Mercedes, Aston Martin, and McLaren all are right now, and how inconsistent Checo has been lately, I think it's very likely that we see the podium featuring three drivers from three different teams. And my third race prediction is that neither Ferrari driver will finish in the top five. While Ferrari did have a podium finish at Zambort last season by way of Charles Leclerc, they've been suffering with tire degradation issues this season that are worse than those they suffered last season, which is not ideal for a circuit like Zandvoort that features a ton of laps around banked corners, which are tough on tires. Not only is this an issue at Zandvoort, but Zandvoort is also a circuit where strategy is super important given how many racing laps there are, and we all know uh, that strategy is not exactly Ferrari's strong suit. Doesn't really bode well for them. Because of all that, and how strong their competition looks right now, I don't think either Ferrari driver finishes in the top five. And finally today, here are my predictions for the top five finishers in the 2023 Dutch Grand Prix with zero reasoning nor explanation. P5, George Russell. P4, Checo Perez. P3, Lando Norris. P2, Lewis Hamilton. And P1, Max Verstappen. Subscribe now so that I can see you back here after the Dutch Grand Prix for my Dutch Grand Prix recap, where we'll digest all the insanity that occurs at this race weekend together. Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters and YouTube channel members at Rated Bookie and Glow. If you want your name shouted out in all my videos, along with a bunch of other awesome perks, hit up the Patreon and or YouTube channel member links in the description of this episode. Until next time, folks, Jay Bon! Jay Bon!